0: I can't think of another activity that you can do with multi-generations like that.
1: And the value of that is tremendous. Does talking about your money make you cringe? Are you tired of fighting about finances? Do you want to stop sabotaging your financial happiness? Then you are in the right place. Welcome to Breaking Money Silence, a podcast series aimed at helping all of us talk more openly about money. Your host, Kathleen Burns Kingsbury, is a wealth psychology expert who is doing what she does best, speaking about taboo topics. International speaker, author, and founder of KBK Wealth Connection, Kathleen understands money and our relationship with it. Over the past decade, she has empowered thousands of people to break money silence at home and at work. Now, here is Kathleen.
2: So today I have a good friend of mine and the marketing director of Mad River Glen. His name is Eric Friedman, and he comes um, to the podcast today to talk about one of my favorite sports and a myth that relates to it. So Eric, tell us a little bit about the myth that you're bringing today and what motivated you to talk about it.
0: Well, the myth that I'm here to talk to you about today is that skiing is too expensive. Yes. Yeah, you It is pricey. It is a little pricey, but what I would argue is that you get what you pay for and that there's a tremendous value in a sport like skiing because I think it's one of those activities that you can do with your kids, with your grandkids, that I can't think of another activity that you can do with multi-generations like that. And the value of that is tremendous.
2: So in some ways, it's kind of like you get what you pay for. Exactly. Okay, so I'm going to take a step back. You work at Mad River Glen, a very unique mountain, happens Mm -hmm. to be uh, a great mountain and helped me move here with my husband to lovely Vermont. Mm -hmm. But tell the listeners a little bit about the mountain and how it may be different than Mm -hmm. some of the other mountains that they may have skied.
0: Yeah, Mad River Glen is arguably the most unique ski area in the United States. Uh, We're the only cooperatively owned non-for-profit ski area in the country. We're one of only three ski areas in the United States that don't allow snowboarding. Yay! Um, We are in an era of climate change, in an era of... $200 You know, two hundred dollar lift tickets and big corporatization of of the industry. We really stand in stark contrast to that, and we're dedicated to protecting and preserving the unique experience that we have, which is so different from the rest of the industry. We're predominantly a natural snow ski area. Uh, we don't make a lot of snow. We have a grand total of seven snow guns, and you know most ski areas in New England will have seven in the course of a hundred yards, and. With natural snow, as natural as, as what we ski on, is it's very different. And in this day and age, there's a lot of people that don't even know what natural snow feels like or that there's even a difference between natural snow and man-made snow. So there's a special camaraderie among the skiers at Mad River. And I think a lot of the – all these things kind of come together and all these facets come together to create a sense of place that I think is really unusual in the world of skiing. Um, and I think another big part of it is the non-commercialism. You know, we're sort of like the public radio or public television of That's ski areas. That's a nice areas. way of
2: putting it, actually. The NPR of skiing. Mm. Mad River Glen. So Mad River Glen, obviously near and dear to my heart. I know what you're talking about in terms of different snow conditions because I choose to ski the natural snow even if there's some rocks and some mm. uh, trees that I have to work around versus going uh, elsewhere on a regular basis. Some of our listeners may not. But there's a lot of money that's spent on snowmaking. And is that what's driving up the ticket prices to ski? It's
0: so many different things. And it was interesting. As I was thinking about coming in to do this interview, I went back and looked at – because we just recently had our, our – our, our, um, our 70th anniversary is this season. And I went back and looked at what a lift ticket price cost in 1948. Oh, excellent. And it was $3 and 50 cents. And if you uh, go back and add inflation on that, it comes out to 60 or $70 today, a lift ticket at mad river. You know, if you buy it rack rate window rate, it's $89. Keep in mind only about 10% of the people actually pay that, but it's a little bit more expensive than it was. So skiing has always been quote unquote an expensive sport. It's not it's nothing new.
2: Okay. And so what but what we're saying is skiing is an expensive sport. And so I know some people, friends of mine, who are athletic, who say they'll do lots of other different types of sports, but they won't come up and ski with us or they won't go out west and ski because they think it's too expensive. Yeah. And so it sounds like there's some truth to this myth, but there also might be some ways in which it isn't too expensive. I guess I'm I'm trying to figure out where you stand yeah, on I mean, that. I
0: think I think it can be a very expensive sport. But it doesn't have to be. And again, what I said earlier is about talking about the value of it and what you get for that and that experience that you get. And you know, when you're up on top of a mountain and you're flying down the mountain and on a beautiful winter day and you have your family and your friends with you and, I mean, there's nothing as exhilarating as that. And you know, can you put a price tag on that? I would argue you can't.
2: You can't. And also I think and I know we're gonna talk about the entire industry, but just to get back once again to Mad River quickly, you know, Mad River makes it really affordable to be able to teach kids how to ski. And I know some other mountains do this as well, but let's just talk well, we about tr- what you know.
0: Yeah, we we try very, very hard Uh, to make skiing affordable. Mad River is a nonprofit cooperative, and one part of our mission is to provide recreational access for people uh, on the mountain. So we take it very seriously. It's not just a business decision. It's a a core principle of who we are. Um, And I've been working at Mad River for well over 20 years, and I was there the very first year of the co-op. And when I started at Mad River, we always attracted hardcore skiers. And we never had trouble attracting hardcore skiers because of the nature of the mountain and, and all of that. What I saw lacking was young people and children and families. And kids' programs were non-existent at that point in time. And we came up with the idea of offering free skiing for kids 12 and under. And they looked at me when I approached our co-op board with that, the, that first year. They looked at me like I had three heads that we're gonna give this away. And I'm like, well, it's a really good idea. It's an investment in the future. And I literally had to stake my job on that at, at a co-op board meeting, and I said, if this doesn't work, I'll walk away, but I really think it's gonna work. And then I walked out, I'm like, gosh, I really hope this works. <laughs> um, and you know, 20 years later, we can look back on that, and that decision to do the Free 12 and Under uh, program was without question the foundation of the renaissance at Matter River Glen and we really truly have had a renaissance over the last 20 some odd years and we owe so much of it to, inst- to instituting that program.
2: Yeah, that's a great program. It makes it more affordable for families. I certainly know friends who have come up and stayed with us because of that program Mm -hmm. and uh, love Mad River, but also love the community environment. And so it sounds like there's ways in which skiing doesn't have to be too expensive, that it can be affordable. I know you can go top of the line and stay, you know, out west and you can stay right on the mountain and Mm -hmm. you can certainly spend a ton. Um, But let's get back to value because I think that's an interesting thing. When we talk about, okay, skiing doesn't have to be expensive, that's kind of a, a myth that it has to be expensive. And what you really alluded to is the value that Um, you can get through the experience of skiing. Mm -hmm. So I know that you grew up here as a kid. One of the things in your bio says that you are uh, from a long line of Jewish skiers from New Jersey. Great Jewish skiers from New Jersey. Great Jewish skiers from New Jersey who didn't realize until you were an adult that it wasn't normal to ski four days a week. So clearly you came from a family that valued skiing. So say a little bit more about how that was important growing up and how you think that's important in raising your kids or has been important in Raising your kids,
0: I, I look back at my childhood. And I grew up in New Jersey. I didn't grow up here in Vermont. And like I said, I didn't realize that people didn't ski four days a week. My father, who was an attorney and a judge, and you know, a, you know, a legit business guy, um, that with a very busy life and wife and kids and all that, it was super important for him to bring us up skiing. And I started. I do not remember learning how to ski. I was two years old when I learned how to ski. My my brothers were the same way. And I look back on that whole experience as the foundation for my whole life. I mean, everything that I've done has been so much related to skiing, where I went to college, where I moved to, um, the relationships I've had with different people. So much of it has to do with skiing. Um, so I really owe that to my to my dad. Uh, mom didn't ski. It was kind of funny. We used, I used to feel bad that my mom didn't get to go out west skiing with us every year. And I, and I remember recently, you know, it was maybe ten years ago, I finally realized that every time we went out skiing out west, she was going to Barbados with her girlfriends.
2: <laughs> mom had a good thing going. She
0: did. So uh, so she had her own own values and own experience. But I look back on on that. And the relationship that I have with my brothers, the relationship that I have with my dad, um, so much is predicated on skiing. It's what we talk about. It's what it's, – it's the, it's the thing that really binds us together. Uh, and now all our – my kids and my brother's kids are all – it's the same thing.
2: Well, it's interesting because I grew up in a family where when we were younger, we would go sailing every mm-hmm. weekend. And so it was around sailing. And then as uh... – I got older, and I usually joke with my dad it's when I could afford my own lift ticket, mm-hmm. is when we started skiing every other Friday. I had a job where I had every other Friday off. And so it would always be dad-daughter uh, experiences skiing, and it really kind of grew. So a different story, but certainly I get the connection between family and you know being outdoors and being in nature and now – um, when I first started dating my husband, he realized I was leaving every other Friday with or without him. So he decided to jump on the bandwagon <laughs> and now mm-hmm. we share skiing together. So but you're
0: still so much better than him.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, I li- that's why I like you. That's why you're on yeah. the podcast. Today. Well, you
0: know, yeah. we have a saying at Mad River too. You know who the best skier is. It's the one with the biggest smile.
2: <laughs> so we <laughs> always know pretty... you're
0: always one of the best skiers on the hill, Kathleen.
2: Thank you. Thank you. So, what are some tips that you could offer somebody listening in that says, "You know what? I do value my time with my kids. I do like skiing. I'd like to bring them into the sport or I'd like to do it more. Yeah, what I could think, they do?" You know,
0: one of the things that really frustrates me is that you'll see news reports about $200 lift tickets and, you know, that and $150 lift tickets and how expensive the sport is. And and it can be like we said earlier. But if you put some kind of thought into it and use some kind of planning, you really can save a lot of money, and you can make it affordable, um, especially with kids. You know, you don't have to go to the fanciest ski areas. Um, you can. I think it's more important to learn at a smaller place. is is a is a good thing. There's so many feeder ski areas out there that offer so many great deals. So just research them. I um, learned
2: in Wisconsin at one of those feeder areas. Yeah. yeah
0: and it's it's really really important and you know that's their bread and butter and the big big resorts they they rely on these feeder skiers to provide new skiers to them um, and their work they work really really hard at it and there's a lot of there's so many different programs and especially in the summer and as you get into the early part of the fall that's when they're offering their best deals actually to be honest with you it's really changed a lot in the ski industry now nowadays it's in the springtime uh, where they're offering, uh, you can get a season pass for the spring. That's good for the the rest of that year as well as the the rest of the next year um, to get you get you in the system and into the into the pipeline. Uh, and Mad River, we've traditionally not done that, but we're actually going to start doing that this this spring. Oh, great! Uh, just because, frankly, the battle for season passes and tickets is being fought then in the spring. Uh, so that's when they're going to be most aggressive with their deals. Equipment is another really big expense and it can be really expensive. You know, you can buy a pair of skis can cost upwards of a thousand dollars. But it doesn't need to be, especially for kids. And from someone that I always got really good deals for on equipment for my kids because I'm in the industry, I always lease leased equipment for my kids. 99 bucks, 149 bucks, whatever it is, so you can a lease year. it
2: from a rental plate. Yeah, uh, from ski local shop? ski shops okay.
0: will lease them for the year. And what's awesome about it, especially with children, if they um if they grow out of their boots in the middle of the year, which happens, you just bring them back. They'll give you a new pair of boots and you're off and off and running. And for that kind of money, it's not it's not that big of a deal. I mean, think about it. you can spend ninety nine bucks or one hundred and forty nine bucks on sneakers these days. Sure. And uh, and I, I would argue you get a lot more value out of uh, out of that ski equipment than you'd ever get for uh, for a pair of kicks, you know.
2: Well, I've always thought that the more you ski, the more you commit to it as a sport, Mm -hmm. the actually the less expensive it gets. Right. So you get your season pass. It's a different way of life. Or even you get some passes in advance. And Mm so uh, if you can't afford or don't want to have a season pass. And then there's all these opportunities to save. I mean, simple things like bringing your lunch, um, you know, uh, really thinking about equipment and ski and sports sales. Mm -hmm. I know there's one here locally, but at every high school, there's usually a ski and sports Mm -hmm. sale at some point where you can get somebody else's used equipment.
0: And I must say, and and you can get some good deals there, but you have to know what you're looking at and what you're getting. And that's why I kind of tend to steer people away from that. Okay. um, Because you want to go to a ski shop where they know you're going to get fit with good equipment that's going to be appropriate for the for the person um the other thing you it was interesting you mentioned season passes and making a commitment and as a ski area marketing director i would love for you to buy a season pass and i really appreciate that you do but for people just starting out i think it's really important that they don't need to make that kind of a commitment commitment every ski area has a beginner learn to ski package which is consciously very inexpensive because we want to lure you into the sport we're like drug dealers you know get them get you in and uh, i am addicted so yeah. i did get lured
2: in <laughs> no it,
0: it it definitely does and you know so i think that there you, you have to look at it in a different way if you're if you're a family uh, or people that are just starting out in the, in the sport you don't want to spend a thousand dollars or eight hundred dollars or whatever it is on a season pass you want to give it give it a try um Every state ski association, the Vermont Ski Areas Association here um, and the National Ski Areas Association has uh, January's Learn to Ski Month, uh, Bring a Friend to Ski Month, and there's all sorts of deals and promotions going on with that. a new thing these days with lift tickets is online purchasing of lift tickets. Uh, when I was a kid, when we were kids, that that was unheard of. You went you went up to the ticket office, and so it's whatever it is, and you put your money down and, and you go. Nowadays, uh, lift tickets, even at a place like Mad River, is very much like buying an airline ticket. If you ski at non-peak times and you make or and or make a decision to ski in advance. You know, if you book a ticket a couple weeks, three weeks, or a month out, you're going to pay a lot less money, and you can go on the Mad River Glen website and buy a $29 lift ticket midweek any time the
2: rest of the year.
0: We, really? Yeah, it's absolutely. Too bad
2: I have a season pass. Right.
0: <laughs> but and that's the thing, though, is we we are very um, conscious of how we price things, and you know, we're very sophisticated with it. Believe it or not, I know Mad River's not necessarily known as being the sophisticated place, but we really are. Um, we give our best discount to our best customers. And so if you buy a season pass and you're going to use it uh, a fair amount, your cost per day is going to be pretty pretty low. We have another product called a Mad Card for people that maybe aren't going to ski enough to have a, 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 um, a season pass. And that gets you out skiing for I think it's $56 a day. So that makes it much more reasonable. Um, and then, again, if, you're, if that's something that you don't want to commit to and you're only going to come, let's say, to Mad River once or twice a year, buy the tickets online. And you can, if you're smart about it and you're a good shopper, just like anything, you can really save a lot of money and it doesn't have to be expensive. I mean, the thing that has been interesting at Mad River is the fact that we've done this 12 and under free ski program so that if you buy any adult season pass or a Mad card, Kids that are 12 and under get a free season pass. And, you know, you just can't beat that with a stick.
2: No, it's it's awesome. And like I said, I have friends who have done that as well. And so is the industry as a whole, because I know you attend a lot of association meetings, are they addressing this idea that skiing is too expensive? And, and how do we communicate to people out there that it is something that can be affordable?
0: I don't think it's so much the affordability question that they're always wrestling with. Um... You know, the reality in it coming as a ski area operator, it's an expensive – it's expensive for us to run a ski area, um, you know, between uh, labor and insurance and snowmaking. And you, you just total the, this budget up and it, it's astronomical for what we pay. And, and there's not a great return on our investment for what we're trying to do. And it's really, really hard for ski areas to make, make money. There's only about 700 skiers in the, in the United States right now. There used to be twice that. Oh, wow. Um, ski areas have gone away. Every little town in Vermont used to have a sl- have a ski slope, uh, little rope tows and things like that, or smaller ski areas. And they just can't make it anymore. So it, it's become a very, very competitive industry. Uh, and I think what they're more concerned with than the actual keeping the price down is they're more concerned of bringing people into the sport and, and converting them into skiers. Because... If you really think about it, skiing's kind of a pain in the butt. It's cold out. You got to spend the money. You got to drive to the mountain. You have kids screaming. You got, you know, all this equipment. You got to really want to do it.
2: See, I would argue from the outside, you know, clearly I'm very uh, big into skiing. But if I was taking my kids to a soccer and doing soccer camp, aren't they screaming in the car and aren't isn't it expensive? And isn't, It's
0: warmer uh, out usually.
2: Okay, it is warmer. <laughs> and I don't like the cold, but I do put up with yeah. the cold. So I understand that it's a challenge for a family or yeah. even, you know, we have individuals who are listening for an individual. So it sounds like with the this particular myth, Eric, it's not that um, it's truly, truly a myth that skiing is too expensive. It's more, the fact is, skiing can be expensive. It can be more affordable. Mm-hmm. And that, um, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you tell me if this is it, that, you know, skiing is a value. Yes. Is it, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, skiing, I, like I said, I, I cannot, st- I can't emphasize it enough in that what you get on that mountain when you are up there and you're when you're skiing down, and you have that 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 feeling of being out there in nature, and the beautiful views, and the and the fresh air, and being with your family, and being with your friends, and that sense of camaraderie, um, which I know you know at Mad River it, it, it is such a huge part of the experience. There, um, you can I I just can't put a value on it. I mean, I don't even know what I would do without it. There's nothing in my life that. That I care about as much as that. And, you know, I think that, you know, when, when you look at what it costs you, it's, it's really small. Uh, and I compare it to other things that I spend money on. Um, it's, a, it's a choice. And you got to make that choice and, you know, what's good for you and, and, and for your family.
2: And I think that's such a great message to leave people with, the idea that, you know, anything that we invest in, whether it's a sport, it could be skiing, which we're talking about today. It could be a different type of sport. Uh, It could be something else that's an interest like theater or going out to, you know, if you're a foodie and you're always going out to restaurants, um, that it's really about what are the choices I'm going to make. So it isn't about too much or too expensive. It's really about, you know what, I'm going to make this choice. I'm going to figure out how to be as fiscally responsible with this choice. And we've Mm -hmm. talked today about different ways to do that. And then I'm going to live my values. And Mm -hmm. you're right. I have a very big smile on my face when I'm at Mad River. You know, is there anything else you'd like to add uh, in terms of what's coming up for you or something that Mad River's doing that you'd want the listeners to know about?
0: Yeah, I think one of the... We're actually starting something new just this week. Um, We have a new program uh, that's funded um, by our Preserve Our Paradise campaign it was a capital campaign that we're working on called Skiing for Scholars, and we are offering uh, free skiing and extended skiing uh, to local kids here in the valley. So we're offering free skiing, we're offering free rentals, free instruction, and not only that, we're actually keeping one of our lifts open an extra hour um, so that kids have time to after school uh, to come and ski and uh, and get turned on to it. And I'm really proud of that that program and it's really an amazing thing. We I know that we have reservations for this Friday for ten children to come skiing at Mad River that have never skied in their lives.
2: Oh, it's so. awesome. And you know what's awesome about that, too, as you think about, you know, we want kids to be healthy. We mm-hmm. want them to figure out how to get their aggression out in a healthy way. And certainly mm-hmm. skiing is a, a great way when you're feeling frustrated to get out there in nature or to figure out how to connect with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's so great about you, I think, Eric, is truly you really, really care um, about the sport, but really about the community. So okay. I appreciate you breaking money silence around yep. this topic today.
1: Well, thanks so much for having me, Kathleen. I really appreciate being here. Thank you for listening to Breaking Money Silence, hosted by Kathleen Burns Kingsbury, a wealth psychology expert, author, and founder of KBK Wealth Connection. If you like what you heard today, be sure to subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app